When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drink the drink. But I don't want the drink. He doesn't want the drink. He does. I don't. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. You don't. I do. You don't. I do. You don't. Listen, when I say I do, that means I do. Filthy Animals, it's the 37th episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, November 25th, 2016. With me, as always, is your co-host, Brandon H. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a movie quote prepared at all, so... Hello, friends. Well, we had one at the beginning for you folks there, so there you go. Roger Rabbit. That is our Flashback Friday movie of the month. It is a very special episode of Blockbuster Mentality. You know, you guys are doing your Black Friday shopping. Stop elbowing each other in the face. Yep, exactly. Stop Stop uh, choking little kids (laughs) over the Nintendo uh, old school game. Don't do it. Yep, and you're probably uh, full off your turkey. So just take some rest, you know. That that, 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 that turkey, it makes you sleepy. Let these soothing voices into your eardrums. Right. Yep. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, let, let's talk about some movies, guys. Sit back and relax. I did it a little backwards that time. Not a lot of movie news to get to this week. In fact, none at all. Because, again, it's a short holiday week. So we're going to just have some fun today. Some box office results. Yep. We're going to go over uh, this past week's box office results. All right. Coming in at number one in its first week is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them with $74.4 million. Coming in at number two is Doctor Strange with $17.7 million. Number three, we have Trolls with $17.4 million. Number four, Arrival with $12.1 million. And rounding out the top five, we had Almost Christmas for seven point two million. All right, so nothing really surprising there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, let's get into the show. We're gonna go over some uh, questions finally. Uh, some email questions you guys have sent in uh, this past week. Uh, we're gonna go over them on the show today. I uh, appreciate ooh, you guys. You know your support and and sending us these questions uh, to give us some show filler for this week. That's uh, that's a positive. Positive? <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's on his phone, I guess, trying to prepare for some stuff. So 
Apologies for that silence there. Um, all right, so our first question, again, you can email us at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com or uh, tweet us at blockbustercast, and uh, we'd be happy to read your questions on the show. So the first question is from Teresa uh, and from Montana. Wow, way out in Montana. Show me state. No, it's not Montana, is it? Ah. I have no clue. Yeah, sorry, Teresa, but appreciate you emailing us. She says, uh, you guys had mentioned that you would give us your rankings for 2016 movies, uh, comic book movies, after your Doctor Strange review. Well... Wow. All right, Teresa. Way to call us out. But, oh, uh, boy, man, that's a call out. I know. But, uh, no, she's she's right. We did say we were going to, you know, let Take you guys. Take it easy. Yep. We're going to let you guys know uh, where our rankings were for comic book movies this year. Obviously, Doctor Strange was the last uh, comic book movie of the year. We gave a review on that a couple weeks ago. Um, so, out of the six comic book movies that came out this year where uh where do you have them ranked brandon well um the first three are pretty much i mean easy to easy peasy i got civil war at one deadpool at two and doctor strange which surprised me i didn't think i was gonna have it that high by the end of the year but doctor strange at three then the, the other three were pretty much x-men apocalypse is gonna be six we're, we're not gonna even make any suspense out of that but I have Batman v Superman four and Suicide Squad five. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought our list might be a little different, and it is just a tiny bit different. At first, when you were saying that, I thought it was going to be exact, and uh, we didn't discuss this uh, before the show, folks. So just know that this is not something that uh, we collaborated on. But at number six, I had Apocalypse. Number five, I had Batman v Superman, and I had Suicide Squad ahead of Batman v Superman. Number four, that's basically the only difference. And number three, I had Doctor Strange. Number two, uh, Deadpool. Number one, Civil War. So, yeah, those were my rankings. I mean, uh, as disappointing as uh, Batman v Superman might have been, and even uh, Suicide Squad a little bit, I mean, it still was a pretty uh, darn good year for comic book movies. Oh, it absolutely was. I mean, that Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, could have been tossed up either way. Um, you know, I haven't seen Su- Super- Su- Suicide Squad in a little bit. Um, I think if I would have just saw it fresh right now, I think I'd probably have that ranked over Batman v Superman. Right now, I'm just thinking about that Batman uh, scene up in the warehouse, taking all the thugs out. Yeah, uh, That's what I'm just kind of harped on right now. So, definitely that's why highlight. right now is... Why have that the way it is? Exactly. I mean, say what you want about these DC films. I mean, it gives us hope for the future. You know, you got uh, there's great aspects in both Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. I enjoyed Suicide Squad a lot. Um, it's at my number four. Obviously, I enjoyed the other, you know, three that I had ahead of it more. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, the Suicide Squad was great. Batman v Superman. There were great aspects of that as well. Uh, but uh, but yeah, ultimately, Marvel Marvel won this year in uh, in comic book movies. Uh, our next comic book movie, I believe, might be uh, Wonder Woman. Is that the next mm, one? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, if that's no, the case. No, I mean, that's in March. And then May, we have Guardians. July is uh, uh, Spider-Man. 
And uh, we even have Aquaman coming out, Thor. So it's going to be another great year next year for comic book movies to look forward to. So uh, can't can't wait. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Star Wars is coming up in less than a month now. That's what I'm looking forward to at this point. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing. This must uh, be Darth Vader breathing, but it's th- not. That, Yes, that was doc- that, that was exactly Darth Vader breathing. It was not not Darth Vader breathing at all. So I don't know what, what you're talking about. That's supposed to be Ewok. I was wicked right there. <laughs> yeah, and you're just full of impressions. That you didn't have a quote at the beginning, but you have you're full of impressions. So you're, you're filling that void. Um, this this next question. Well, um, you know what? You know what? You know, I just want I'm. Curveball at you right now, no, kid. Bam! It. Let's let's do, uh, let's do the review. Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit trivia. Oh, and they snap. come back to the question. Okay, well, okay. You know, I just threw a curveball at him. He wasn't even ready hey, for it. He's like, I, shoot. I like it. So he said, shoot. It's our movie of the month, guys. Move flashback Friday movie of the month. Uh, time in the month where we take a look back at you know one of our either our you know guilty pleasure movies or our childhood favorite movies. You know, whether they're profound Oscar movies or just, you know, silly movies that we look back on with fondness, you know, doesn't matter. It's just the movies we choose. If you guys like it, great. If not, you know, you you have no soul, I'd say, especially with this next movie, uh, our Flashback Friday movie of the month. Uh, remind the folks again what it is. Who framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, sir. The 1988 film, uh, one of the first, if not the first film to have live action mixed with animation. I don't think it wasn't the first, obviously. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of the first uh, ones to have that as the main part of the film. Uh, live action with animation. Roger Rabbit. It's a... Uh, satire it's a not really a kids movie uh i watched it as a kid but really there's there's there's, there's a lot of a adult lot of, <laughs> indie windows in that movie absolutely absolutely oh man and uh i mean what what, what do you what do you got to say about this movie well i mean not a really big cast that just stands out at you like people are just stand out and you're like oh right. my god this person was in it Two two main people that stood out, which is Bob Hoskins. I think I said that correctly. Yep. Uh, he was in Hook. That's the only movie I can really think of him. Hook. He played Smee. And Christopher Lloyd. Uh, those that are familiar with Back to the Future franchise. You know, he was the lead person in that. Um, those were the two big actors that stood out. And we also had um, Kathleen Turner, who did the voice of Jessica Rabbit. Uh, those are pretty much the three big names that stood out. But <clears throat> excuse me, the movie wasn't based off of big name actors. There was a lot of uh, cartoon slash uh, real life interaction. Um, cartoons were the the main stars of the show. Roger Rabbit. A lot of his supporting characters were cartoons. Um, as a kid growing up watching that movie, wow, I used to love that movie so much. Yeah, not only was it it was a big deal because not only did it have Disney characters, it had. Warner Brother characters, you had Mickey Mouse, yep. you had Roger uh, Bugs Bunny. It was just like they're the ones that almost compete against each other were all in the franchise together. I mean, it was awesome just watching Pinocchio, Dumbo, so many characters I grew up watching as a kid, all on the same screen. It was it just blew my mind. I was like, what? The, you know the piano scene where Daffy Duck and Donald Duck are going back and forth playing the piano, and they're just like doing stuff to one up each other, and then I mean just things like that that stood out to me. Um, 
Yeah, like I said, as a kid, you don't pick up on the windows. Yeah, exactly. Like the patty cake and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciated it now. And it's a movie I can watch as an adult, still laugh at it, get some stuff out of it. So, yeah. What about, what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, it, I mean, one of the things that stood out to me as a kid was just the the dip, <laughs> the, oh, yeah, the, the dip, dip with uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, yep. uh, who is you know Judge Doom. He hates uh, cartoon characters, and his spoiler alert: it turns out he actually is a cartoon character. Um, yeah, the, just the whole the whole premise of the of the dip dipping the cartoons in this uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, acid, uh, if you will, um, just. Yeah, that that's one thing that always stood out to me as a kid. Uh, things now, I mean, I like how it starts off as as a cartoon. You know, you got Roger Rabbit with the baby, and then you realize that you know they say cut, and then it you know pans out into like the real world, and you see that these cartoons are actually part of uh, this this little universe, this this Toon Town. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, just this. It's just such a unique uh, movie, um, and you know, that, like you said, not not like a crazy you know a-list cast i mean yeah bob hoskins christopher lloyd those are the main uh stars in it um but uh i mean was, I'm, I'm trying to find something different that you said but yeah pretty much everything I mean, you said is 58 million dollar budget i made 329 million which at that time that's yeah. a lot of money certified blockbuster hit definitely back then i mean not so much now you know 329 million really nothing but back then at the box office absolutely gold for that movie so and it was released in June twenty second, nineteen eighty eight. So wow, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, and it actually won uh, three Oscars: uh, Special Achievement Award for uh, Richard Williams for animation, direction, and creation of the cartoon characters, um, Best Film Editing, um, and also Best Effects uh, Sound Effects Editing. Uh, so three Oscars there, actually. That special achievement one, I guess, doesn't count. So best effects, uh, visual effects, best effects, sound effects, and best film editing. So obviously made uh, major achievements in in that uh, aspect of of film. But yeah, I mean, just uh, if you if you haven't seen it by now, I obviously gave you spoilers on it. But uh, you know, as when you're a kid, you don't realize who directs things, things like that. I mean, I didn't realize t- until you know a couple of years ago that Robert Zemeckis directed it. You know, Forrest Gump, um, and uh, Forrest Gump is what he directed. <laughs> no, but obviously Robert Zemeckis, Forrest Gump, Cast Away, um, Back to the Future uh, films, um, and uh, he even did the most recent uh, one with the. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the uh, the guy, the the Wire, what, not the Wire, that's a TV show, the one who walked across the uh, World Trade Center. Yes, the Walk. Called. That's what it's called. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that he he's the one that directed this movie. But yeah, love love me some Roger Rabbit. Uh, you know, who would have thought you could get uh, attracted to a cartoon character in uh, Jessica Rabbit? But uh, they were they were able to do, they were able to do it. If you you know. Shout out Kathleen Turner, man. She has a great voice. That, that Kathleen yep. Turner voice yes, is she does. seductive. <laughs> she, I, I mainly know her as uh, Chandler Bing's dad in Friends. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there you go. Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? And she was in the, Check it the out. War of the Roses. And she was in Jewel of the Nile. She was also uh, um, Chandler Bing's dad in Friends. Did you know that? 
Yeah. I don't watch Friends. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a it was kind of a you know underground uh, TV show that not, yeah not I heard many... I heard it was really underground yeah I know the theme song I'll be there for you yep that's the one wow you got it I do have a great voice you had right great now. impressions earlier now you got beautiful great, singing uh, voice great impressions with your singing thank you as well all right so let's see how well we actually know this movie probably let's, not gonna be good at all I, I, I haven't watched it in a hot uh, minute I know let's let's do some Roger Rabbit trivia right up in here all right so we usually answer the questions before the show and then find out the answers on the show so uh so the first question cue the music all right brandon first question for who framed roger rabbit mm-hmm. all right who considered directing who framed roger rabbit but later decided decided it would be too difficult was it a john landis B, Joe Dante, C, Terry Gilliam, or D, Don Bluth? (laughs) Uh, Okay, Uh, A. (laughs) I don't have a That's what I went with as well. Uh, Correct answer was Terry Gilliam. Which is what? Huh? Which is what? Which is what? Which answer? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I went with. But yeah, we, we went with John Landis. Uh, Terry Gilliam was the answer. Number two, Jessica Rabbit's speaking voice was performed by whom? <laughs> well, we already talked about this. So uh, was it A, Amy Irving, B, Kathleen Turner, C, Glenn Close, or D, Kim Basinger? Oh, you already know, Kim. Yep. What was it? Kathleen Turner, kid. That's what I went with as well. The answer was Kathleen Turner. One to one. All right. Who of the following was not considered for the role of Eddie Valiant? Was it A, Steve Martin, B, Robert Redford, C, Jack Nicholson, or D, which confuses me why they included this, uh, Bob Hoskins, and then it even says was the first selection. Um, what, uh, what you got? Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, or Steve Martin, or Bob Hoskins? I went with that as well, my friend, and we were both right. All right, so number four. The, and two of these questions haven't even been actually about the movie, just more of about the... Yeah. But anyways, number four. At the beginning of the movie, Roger and Baby Herman are working on a cartoon. Can you remember its title? Was it A, Rock-a-Boom Baby? B, Nothing But Troubles? C, merry-go-round, broke down, or D, something is cooking. Oh, wow. D? D, as in something is cooking? Mm-hmm. I went with B, nothing but troubles. The correct answer was something is cooking. Look at you. Two to one, Brandon. <sighs> I knew this was going to go this way. All right. what wh- Number five. What was Eddie's brother's name? Was it A, Freddy, B, Teddy, C, Bobby, or D, Benny? Teddy's either his name or the brother's name. Teddy. It's Teddy. I just, it's Teddy. I went with that as well. And the correct answer was Teddy. So you are still up by one, my friend. 
All right, number six. Roger says his only purpose in life is what? A, to live as a good and peaceful rabbit. B, to entertain children. C, to make people laugh. Or D, to be like Goofy. Make people laugh. I went with that as well. And we were both correct. Sorry, my enthusiasm is down. I just have a feeling I'm going to lose. But yes, we were both correct on that. It is to make people laugh. Number seven. In Ink and Paint Club, there are two piano players who have never concluded their duet. Who are they? A. Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. B. Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam. C. Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. Or D. Tom and Jerry. We talked about it already, but A. A. Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. I went with that as well. And we were both correct. All right, three more questions. You're up by one. Which of the following character does not appear when Eddie is in Toontown? Is it A, Bugs Bunny, B, Goofy, C, Tweety, or D, Mickey Mouse? Goofy. The answer is Goofy. I had that as well. You are still up by one. Number nine. Bear with me. Sorry. My bad. Number nine. Two questions left, and you are up by one. Number nine is, which of the following is not a dip ingredient? Not a dip ingredient. Acetone, turpentine, kerosene, benzene. Okay. D. D-benzene. I went with C-kerosene. Uh, the correct answer was... Kerosene. And it's a tie game. Coming down to the last question here. All right, number 10. See, as my enthusiasm went up a little there. Uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a sore loser. Uh, number 10. Roger's uncle starred in one of the following movies, which... Was it? Was it A. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, B. Wind in the Willows, C. Alice in Wonderland, or D. Bambi? What? Was it A. Roger's uncle starred in one of the following movies? Yeah, which I, uh, I don't remember <laughs> ever talking about his uncle in the movie. Uh, yeah, um, that's a toughie. That is a toughie. What's your answer, my friend? Say it one more time. Roger's uncle starred in one of the following movies. Which was it? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Wind in the Willows, Alice in Wonderland, or Bambi? Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. I went with Bambi. The correct answer is... Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a definite winner. Um, the answer was... Bambi! Who answered? What was your answer? You said Alice in Wonderland, I think. Oh, 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 I said Bambi! Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I won. Okay, that's cool. Oh, good game, man. Good game. It looks like I uh, I won the Who, Who Framed Roger Rabbit trivia, but it's whatever. You know, 
It's, it's whatever. You you did good. You know, you answered questions uh, that Shut I didn't up. know. I answered some Shut that you up. didn't know. I just answered one more uh, that you didn't know. Shut up. Uh, but that's cool. That's cool. Hey, guys, we're going to do Shut some up. more trivia uh, a little up. in a few minutes here. But, uh, but yeah, I won, the, I won the first round. But, you know, who, no one's keeping count. Uh, I, I won the first one. But no one is keeping count. But you know, that was our Roger Rabbit trivia. Um, let you let us know uh, how you guys did in uh, on Twitter at BlockbusterCast or email us at uh, bbentertainmentcast at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, let us know if you did. If you got all ten right, let us know if you beat us, and uh, and we'll we'll give you a pat on the back. Is what we'll give you. Shut up. What? I, oh my god! You. I'm just. As you can see his face right now. I'm just up. looking you for face. you know a congratulations yeah, no, you, or a good his, job. Question number one. Oh, we're at question ten, and I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Bambi had rabbits in it. His uncle would probably be a rabbit. Um, so I went with... Yeah, uh, Alice I guess, in Wonderland yeah, had a rabbit true. in it. So. so yeah, never mind my logic. But yeah, yeah my logic obviously went a little further. But uh, All right, guys. Uh, so yeah, uh, Brandon interrupted me last time. But now we're going to get to your next email question. And that's from Shelly from Carolina. Uh, this one was a fun one. I did have a lot of trouble with it. I still am not satisfied with my answer, but it was it was fun to think about, and uh, I'm still tr- continuing to try to think about it as I stall to you know ask the question because I'm trying to think some more. Which uh, with all these reboots coming out, uh, what movie do you hope to see rebooted or remade, and who would you cast in that remake? Well, that is a very good question, Shelley. Thanks for listening and uh, supporting us, um, Brandon. Yeah, th- this this was should, fun to think I think about. You should start this off. I'm just I'm curious to okay. see what you got. No, I'm I curious mean, to see I, what you got. We've been trying to talk about it, but we didn't tell each other I, anything. I, I was thinking along the lines of comedies, and then I was. I, I mean, I, I was thinking every genre, and then the one that I kept coming back to. I mean, it's a beloved film. I have, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't need to be remade. I just would like to see it with a modern cast now. That's that's my thinking behind it. Doesn't mean I necessarily want it to happen. It's just you know, it's fun to think about a movie from you know, eighties, nineties, even older. You know, with a modern cast. I went with Princess Bride. I would like to see a cast. What? I didn't do that one. <laughs> I was close okay, to doing I was it. Gonna... I was close to doing it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had the same one. I was like, oh, geez. Close. That was um, second. So, yeah, I, I had Princess Bride. I was thinking uh, another one I came up with, which I never thought of a cast for, was Weekend at Bernie's. That that one mm. would be interesting to see now in modern times. But, yeah, I went with Princess Bride. Uh, I only really thought of two of the cast. Uh, obviously, Princess... Uh, uh, oh, my God. Buttercup. Buttercup, thank you. And uh, Wesley, originally played by Robin Wright and uh, Carrie Ells. Um, it's probably because she's fresh on my mind, and you know she's kind of dressed in that era in what I'm about to say, Westworld. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood uh, for um, for Buttercup. You know it. Again, it's probably just because she's fresh in my mind. I'm sure if I, you know, thought about it more, I'd probably think of someone else. But you know, she's a great actor. She has the look uh, of that era. 
as well. So that's what I went with that. And then for Wesley, I, I went with uh, an Army Hammer. Um, I was thinking, uh, Lee, at first I was thinking Jennifer Lawrence for uh, uh, Princess Buttercup, but that just seemed too obvious and you know too, too mainstream at this point. Um, I think it should be a little someone a little less known. I mean, obviously, Evan Rachel Wood isn't, you know, uh, an unknown by any means, but uh, she certainly isn't um, as household name as uh, Jennifer Lawrence is at this point. But, uh, yeah, Evan Rachel Wood and Army Hammer for those roles. But, yeah, the the other, like, side roles, like uh, Inigo Montoya and Fezzik, you know, obviously played by Andre the Giant originally. I, I don't know. I mean, that, obviously The Rock crossed my mind for, for Fezzik, but he seems too, you know, of a starring role. You know, Fezzik is more of a side character. So, I mean, you, you just got to think of probably an unknown for that, that you would just kind of find uh, as a casting director. Inigo Montoya, again, I... Uh, I... I, I that's 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 why this was so tough for me. Just thinking of a cast. Uh, so what I, about I, the giant? That's what I'm thinking. Is that what I'm saying? The giant, yeah, giant right Fezzik. now. Big, no, I'm talking about Big Show and WWE. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, that, uh, maybe. I, I mean, know. he's acted before. He's been in some acting stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna fight a giant, I mean, he's a legit giant, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that that doesn't have to be uh, anyone. Yeah, again, it would have to be someone big, obviously. But yeah, Inigo Montoya, I don't know. The guy who, uh, Wallace Shawn's character, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I could see, like, a Christoph Waltz as, uh, Prince Humperdinck. He's a little older, but, like, someone like that. But anyways, like I said, it was a fun, fun question. Um, I just, I, I need more time to think about it. Obviously, we, we do prepare for the show. It's just, yeah, I still need more time to think about it. But, yeah, that's my two main cast members. Still got to think about the side uh, side characters. What's, uh, I'm very interested to see what you got. You were very secretive about your choice. So what's, uh, what you got? Well, I'm pretty much along the same lines as you, brother. No, doesn't need to be recasted. Uh, it's a classic movie. It's a coming-of-age teenager movie from the 80s. Don't you forget (laughs) about me. The Breakfast Club is where I There you go, yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't think it needs to be rebooted, but I just said, huh, let me pick a movie that, if it had to be rebooted, what would I do? Well, obviously, we're going to go with a modern-day tale. Um, I have for the jock, who was played originally by Emilio Estevez, I have Liam Hemsworth. Okay. Okay. Uh, replacements for him, a couple of honorable mentions I could take the spot, Zach Efron and Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Uh, for the nerd, he was played originally by Anthony Michael Hall. I have Michael Sarah from Superbad. Yeah. Or Miles Teller. Or Jamie Bell, who was uh, on Ten Ten. One of those one of those three I could see playing that role. For the bad boy, I actually have a, a person I already said, Michael B. Jordan, playing the bad boy. Um, he's from Creed, and he Took the role, I mean, the role from John Bender. Another person I could see playing the bad boy would be Ryan Patson from Twilight series. He's got that bad boy esque look. Yeah. Um, the crazy girl played by Ali Sheedy. I have Kristen Stewart from the Twilight movies. <laughs> I have Kat Dennings or Emma Stone. One of those three I think could play that character pretty good. Absolutely. Um, the popular girl. And this one's kind of out there, but she's she's only doesn't have too many movies to her name. But uh, Julian Hughes. She's got that look. I like the look she's got. Um, she's from Dancing with the Stars, Footloose. Um, 
other possible pe- people, I had Emma Watson and Leah Michelle from Glee. Leah Michelle has the look I would go with. And as for the last big role that was in the movie, because it wasn't, it was basically around those kids in detention. The other big role, obviously, was the principal. I have Jeff Bridges uh, taking Paul Gleason's spot. Uh, Jeff Bridges, obviously, in the Big Lebowski and Tron. If not him, I got Kevin Costner, and my surprise zinger is Ted Danson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I like. I like. Yeah, again, both these movies, yeah, obviously don't need to be remade, but it's just fun to think about a a modern cast. Uh, While while you were uh, going through that, I was thinking uh, Anthony Hopkins. Again, I'm thinking of Westworld. All these people are fresh on my mind. Anthony Hopkins for the grandfather who's reading him the story. Ah, Yeah, yeah. There you go, but yeah, just I, I'm, I'm struggling on on the other characters. They're just so the the side characters are seem more iconic than you know Wesley and and Buttercup are. You know, you can't I can't picture anybody else in those roles. But I, I'll think of something. Tweet tweet me what you think uh, at Blockbuster Cast. Let us know what you think. Who would you cast in the movies we chose, and what movies would you choose uh, for uh, for your remakes? Uh, let us know. All right, so. That was our uh, email questions. Uh, also, we wanted to uh, do do another quick trivia game. Let's let's do general knowledge trivia and see if uh, see if I can you know uh, general movie knowledge. See if I can, uh, see, if I can uh, see if I can win again uh, against this guy. So, I guess he forgot how many times I whipped that booty. Oh, so we have five cards, three questions, uh, three questions on each card. Brandon's going to let me know which question, one through three, he wants on a, a single card, and I will read question and vice versa. So, uh, Brandon, what do you want for your first question? One, two, or three? I'll take Uno. Name the actor who appeared in all of the following films. Airport 75. Um, airport. Actually, we already did yeah, this one. Say, yep. Yeah, we did that. Uh, name. Let me make sure we didn't have this one. Okay. Name the actor who appeared in all of the following films: Class, Saint Elmo's Fire, and Kansas. Oh, class. Wasn't Rob Lowe? Was it? No, sir. It was Andrew McCarthy. All right. My first question, I'll go with uh, number three. In 1987, Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Susan Sarandon portrayed characters who resided in this town. I don't know. Eastwick. Yep. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't have guessed that, but uh, yeah. Okay. All right. One through three, my friend. Zero, zero. I'll take two. All right. One tagline for this film stated, if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. Give me number two. 
One tagline for this 1978 film read, don't miss the only film where the heroes get wiped out in the first five minutes. What was the, the year? 1978. Ooh. Ah, uh, I know it. Say it again. The whole thing. One tagline for this 1978 film read, Don't miss the only film where the heroes get wiped out in the first five minutes. Man, the only film I can think of that year is Deer Hunter. Um, I don't know. Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Oh, man. All right, we're both over two. All right, one through three. I'll take one again. What movie involves Nazi paraphernalia, tumbling rose petals, and Lester Burnham? Is that what we're talking? What movie involves Nazi paraphernalia, tumbling rose petals, and Lester Burnham? I. This probably your reactions must be a, a movie that I should know, but I probably don't. I'm gonna go with I don't know. This is probably, probably completely wrong. American Beauty. Yes, you're <laughs> okay, right. Wow. One nothing. Your uh, face gave that away because I wouldn't even have uh, thought that. I know. Uh, Nazi paraphernalia. What? What was that? Yeah, the the dad, the dad next door. Uh, Chris Cooper's character is the the kid. Okay. Yeah. I gotta watch it again. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, give me number one. Actually, I think this is one, but uh, we'll go with it. I'm pretty sure this is already. The name of the actor who appeared in all the following films, Alexander the Great, Cleopatra, and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Who were the first two? Alexander the Great and Cleopatra. He was an actor? Mm-hmm. No, no actor. Kirk Douglas. No, Richard Burton. Alright, two left for both of us. You're up by one. One through three. One through three. Uh, I'll go third. Mission Impossible was Tom Cruise's fourth consecutive $100 million plus movie. Name his record, record-setting fifth. Record setting fifth after Mission Impossible. Uh, I'm going to go with number one again. Questionable. 
but I'm just gonna go read it because I'm pretty sure we had this one before. Name the actor who appeared in the following films: Ocean's Eleven, Traffic, and Rush Hour Two. Ocean's Eleven, Traffic, and Rush Hour Two. Ocean's Eleven. Rush Hour Two. Um. Jeremy Piven. Who? Jeremy Piven. He wasn't in Ocean's Eleven. He was in Rush Hour 2. No. Don Cheadle. Ah! Alright. This comes down to basically this. If you get this right, you win. Number one through three. I'll go with one. Name the actress who appeared in all the following films. Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Cruel Intentions. Yep. Brandon's your winner for uh, this. I didn't get one right. Do you want me to go read the last one or no? Yeah, let's just do it for fun. Go ahead. Uh, Give me number one again. I'm going to get this this time. What actor appeared in all the following films? Armageddon, Pulp Fiction, and Beavis and Butthead do America. Bruce Willis. Well, at least I got one right. That's cool. But congratulations, my friend. See, I can be a... a... No, Good job, buddy. No, you did great. You. I'm very proud of you Here's for that. Me. I didn't even make a face. I just kept the same face I always make. But Is is that is that what you did? All right. But that was fun, guys. We appreciate those questions. Again, send them, uh, as always, to at BlockbusterCast on Twitter or email us at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. All right, that is our show. Appreciate you listening in. It's been a fun couple of weeks, man. It has been a fun couple of weeks. Make sure you're not stomping anybody's face in as you're listening to this podcast. Be nice and share out there, people. There's plenty of stuff to get on Black Friday. And guess what? There's Cyber Monday if you don't get it on Black Friday. Exactly. Safely shop at home. You know, just stay home. Simple two clicks of the mouse. Click, click. Just, Just go to sleep. Let that turkey put you to sleep, you know? That's all you got to do. All right, what comes out this weekend? Well, we have Allied, Bad Santa 2, Mona, and Rules Don't Apply. Uh, so check those out. Uh, we'll, uh, we're going to skip over predictions this week uh, due to time. And, you know, it's... It's time to, you know, be safe out there and, and shop uh, shop wisely, you know. Get them special Blu-rays them for special. $4. That's right. Yes, sir. All right, you got any final thoughts for the fine folks out there in podcast land? Not so much? I just hear... Yeah. Yep. Hey, hi, there's, hey. A, there's a kid. Babish. Perfect timing. Babish, babish, babish. Babish. New, everybody have a great day. Please continue to listen to us. Yes, please do. That's right. Next, all day, every day. Getting one step closer. 24 hours a day. Two, Rogue One. It's almost Star Wars time, and then we're going to... Four weeks. Then it's almost Oscar time. We're going to give us you our favorite uh, 2016 movie soon. 
So stay tuned for that. All right. There's our outro music. Yes, it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this is a very, uh, a lot of chemistry here at the end of our show. Proud of us. Roger Rabbit. But continue to listen to us. Roger, Roger. All right, guys. Grab your popcorn. (laughs) Grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.